Hey everybody, it's Charity Gibson, and you're listening to the Badass Women of Promo podcast. Now, I don't normally do these introductions, but I did want to jump on and just give a quick overview of some of the things you're going to be hearing not only today, but in the upcoming weeks. So first and foremost, two weeks from now, you're going to be hearing from Gina Schreck. Gina Schreck is the author of a book called Social Media Doesn't Work, unless you do. She also owns a digital marketing agency called Social Connects and runs a co-working space in Denver, Colorado called The Village. Now, the funny thing about this podcast is that it was recorded on January 31st of 2019, but it never aired. And here's why. The podcast you're listening to today, Badass Women of Promo Podcast, didn't come to fruition until March of 2019. When I originally started the recording with Gina, I knew that I wanted to start a podcast, but I had no idea what it was going to be called. And if you know me, I just take action. I'm like, we're just going to go do this. I didn't know what the podcast was going to turn into. All I knew is that I wanted to have guests on my podcast that could share their knowledge and their wisdom that were brilliant and fabulous and masters of their craft. And Gina fits all of those bills. Now, Two months later, we started the podcast, and the name of the podcast was the Badass Women of Promo Podcast, One Problem. Gina is not in promo. So I never found a place for this episode to fit, and it never got produced, and it never got shared. So I just decided that I get to make up the rules, right? Rules are arbitrary. They don't even exist. So there's not even a rule to break here. We're just going to make this up. I can post what I want. So here you are. In two weeks, you're going to hear from Gina Shrek, not a woman of promo, but a badass in her own right. And you're going to hear and listen from her um, a bunch of different things about setting wimpy goals, um, You can't be great until you get started. A ton about social media strategy and so much more. So please listen in two weeks from now, Gina Shrek, the author of Social Media Doesn't Work and the owner of Social Connects. And then two weeks after that, you're going to hear from Danny Henderson. Guess what? A badass, but not a woman of promo. And so we're going to have so much fun talking to Danny just because he's a character and he's exciting and he's super fun to talk to. If you don't know him, you're one of going to want to get to know him, but he's actually going to talk about his mom. And she was the first female to get Million Dollar Club with Proforma. And she has been a fantastic influence in making him who he is today. So you're going to want to listen in for that. Now, today's is also unique and special. So today's episode of the Badass Women of Promo podcast features Julie Kwan. And Julie Kwan today is the HR talent development consultant at Hilltop Holdings. However, you might have her name in your mind. She might sound familiar to you because prior to working for Hilltop Holdings, she was the diversity, equity, and inclusion manager for PPAI. Now, of course, she's no longer in that position. And so I was hesitant to post this podcast, which we recorded before she left. But there is such important information and the conversation that we had is so relevant, still relevant, and growing in relevancy, and that's only part of it. The second part of this is, after we were done recording the initial podcast, we stopped recording, and Julie and I had a second conversation about some questions I had around some things that I said during the podcast. And so, in the essence of transparency and helping to really foster authentic conversation moving forward, I asked her if we would be able to go back and record again 
me asking those questions and her giving those answers because I felt like if I had these questions, maybe other people did too. So you've got the episode of the Badass Moona Promo Podcast, and then you have a postscript couple of minutes of authentic conversation between Julie and I. I really hope you listen in. I'm sorry that it runs a little long, but I think it's super important and I hope you enjoy it. So with that, I'll go ahead and leave you and bid you adieu and leave you to your listening, the Badass Women of Promo Podcast featuring Julie Kwan. Enjoy. Hey everybody, it is Charity Gibson here with another episode of the Badass Women of Promo Podcast. I have with me today a very special guest and another one of my very favorite people in the industry, Miss Julie Kwan, who is the Diversity and Learning Engagement Manager for PPAI. Welcome, Julie. Thanks for being here. Thanks for inviting me, Charity. This is so exciting. I'm super stoked to have you here. Um, I think it's so fun. I know we've met a number of times throughout the year. Um, I think it was two years ago, we actually got to like sit and hang out and have dinner uh, in Colorado and probably just you're just so fun. And so I'm excited that you have come to the industry and that you're here. Um, I guess briefly, just because there are a lot of people that might know your name, but not know who you are or where you came from. I actually don't know where you came from, like your history too. So how did you trip your way into promo or was it intentional? How'd you get here? Where were you before you were here? And, and what do you love about promo? Sure. I mean, I think like most people, i just kind of stumbled into the industry. Uh, my background is learning and development. So I used to facilitate like leadership training and things like that for a consulting firm. Uh, so something just completely different than promo. Um, and in, in that work that I did, a lot of my passion really grew around um, people and relationships and um, you know, I knew somebody coming over to PPAI and she knew that I would be a great fit for this diversity role that they were creating. Uh, they really needed somebody to come in and, and really help um, create some education on what diversity and inclusion is and what we can do as an industry to start to move the needle. And because of my really focus on people and helping build relationships, that was kind of a natural bridge to diversity because diversity is all about valuing people and building relationships with people and seeing people for who they are and, and for what they can bring to the table. So um, that's a little bit of my background in a nutshell. Um, what I love about Promo, I think um, the thing that has really impressed me as um, as I've been to more and more events, is just the, the community within the industry. Um, you know, we can have competitive competition between people, but when you're in person, like it doesn't feel like that. Uh, it feels like friends are coming together and enjoying one another and like, like you've missed each other being in person. Yeah. There are a lot of people miss that right now. Uh, <laughs> like, I need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Hugs are, are a real need. So, so right. <laughs> Super fun. So I guess what I'm hearing is when you, so you were doing consulting for a company, but diversity is kind of something that like the diversity and inclusion piece of that, I feel like, am I hearing that you kind of came into that and started that with PPAI, but were you passionate about that before? And did that play into the work you were doing previous to PPAI? 
Uh, so I will admit diversity and inclusion was not a focus of mine before I came into this role. Mm -hmm. And as I stepped into it, and as I was even considering coming into it, um, I, I put a lot of thought into it. And, and it took me some time to realize that all of the work that I've been doing lines up so closely with mm -hmm. diversity and inclusion. And my passion has grown for it. And, and so, um, you know, there really wasn't much of a program for diversity and inclusion before I started. And so I took the first, you know, year, year and a half to really do a lot of research and to dig in, understand the industry and what we could do as I assessed it. I was like, you know, I really want to broaden people's perspective on what diversity is. I think that's just step one for any industry or any diversity and inclusion program is to really broaden that perspective that it's more than just male, female, it's more than black and white, it's more than age. Um, it's people's backgrounds and experiences that they're bringing into the conversation and because it informs the way that they make decisions or the ideas that they bring to the table. Um, so there's that and then also uh, as business leaders, as business people, what are some practical things to actually do? Because people talk about how important diversity and inclusion are, but it's kind of an overwhelming thing to feel like, oh my gosh, I've got to completely overhaul all of my business processes and how I do business. Like it starts to feel like that. So I yeah. wanted to break it down and give people just, just take this first step and then the second step and, and just kind of break it down to more practical, actionable uh, things that people could do to really impact the diversity and inclusion practices that they have in their own businesses. Super cool. I love that you kind of, I'm not going to say you started scared because you obviously were not scared for it, but the idea that you just took the, took the chance to say, yeah, for sure. Like I'm interested in this. I'm passionate about it. I might not have all the answers yet, but I'm going to learn along with you almost in a sense, like as you're teaching us, you're also learning. Actually, I was on a call with one of my mentors the other day and he was like, if I was called to be um, a physics teacher, he's like, all I ever have to do is be one day ahead of the class. And if I teach for a full year and I'm always one day ahead of the class, I you know learn at night and I teach it the next day and then I learn the next night and I teach it the next day. When the time I get to the end of that 180 day curriculum, I'm ready to start again and I'll be the professor. Now I've known it, you know, I'm going through it twice and I'm becoming more of an expert and I feel like that really relates to um, obviously you had a ton of skills but in this um, position that's super encouraging to me too because obviously we're seeing so much more about that and I love that you're in this position personally because I've always thought of myself as a very accepting you know loving caring individual but I don't know what the heck to do sometimes or how to say things or, you know, not be offensive or how do I incorporate this into business as well? Because it's a scary thing, like slippery slope sometimes. And, you know, sometimes I think that there's a lot of intimidation. So I am so proud of you for just, you know, being brave, taking that step and, um, you know, definitely jumping in with both feet because it's really fun to, to watch you shine a light on this subject for sure. Um, and then the other thing that you're really involved in obviously kind of goes along with, you know, the, um, like you mentioned, it's more than gender, it's more than race, it's kind of in totality, but you got super involved with the Women's Leadership Conference recently too. So um, how is that now, you've gone, is this your third year? Um, would have been your third year. We're moving into that third year. We're getting yeah. close to it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm like, dang it this year. Love 2020. It's made so many random, wonderful, and terrible things happen all at the same time. So what do you, I know that when I first walked into a women's leadership conference, uh, I didn't know what to expect. Obviously I was going as a speaker. Um, I kind of am more of a bro. I've probably said that on podcasts before like I try and you know kind of I like hanging out with dudes I like drinking beer like it's just you know kind of like low-key not a lot of stress and so I didn't know walking into even as nice and friendly and as amazing as our industry is I had no idea walking into WLC what that was going to be like the first day um so I'm just curious like what you came into that did you find that same I know I found it very welcoming and super fun and now have some great relationships but how was that experience like your first time out versus like where you are now and um yeah like but tell us about WLC yeah WLC is just a really great event I that was actually the first event I went to when I started with PPAI and I, like you I wasn't really sure what to expect yeah um I don't, I don't think I had any kind of expectations or um, preconceived notions about what it would be brand new to the industry. Um, and, and I think that is the first time really I was exposed to people in the industry and was impressed by how much of a community there was. I think yeah. WLC is one of, uh, one of those programs that's been around for um, 15, this would have been the 16th year. Um, and, and so it's got this community that has grown over time and, and women who are well established in the industry um, have been very involved in it and, um, and, and have really enjoyed that and, and enjoyed getting to know more of the women and um, everybody's just super friendly again. I, yeah. I think everybody knows that in pro, like if you're in pro, you know, <laughs> right. It's super true. No, I, that, that was my, the, the thing I think I was most surprised about. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if I was going to walk in and be alone for three days. And it was nice to kind of walk in and just kind of be accepted. And I think, you know, that says a lot about not just the women in our industry, but again, just our industry in general, for sure. Yeah, um, it takes a lot of courage to, to walk into that first event, not knowing what's going to happen or what, how will it'll go. So, um, you know, I think that really comes down on that first day where, as you start to meet people, like you really start to find a comfort there. Yeah. When it does, I mean, it helps too. Like you guys do such a good job of putting us at different tables and making us play funny games. And of course, you know, we can talk about whatever merchandise is left on our table. Like we get always usually some of the coolest merch, which is fun. Not every event does that. So I think WLC does a good job of using promo at a promo event. So <laughs> like I'm always encouraged by that. Um, so talking a little bit more about you specifically and just kind of what you're experiencing, obviously you've got you know, a number of different factors as far as, you know, you're a female in the industry and, you know, there's obviously different nationalities and things like that. Are there any things that you found particularly challenging or were there things that maybe you thought would be challenging that you were surprised to find out weren't? Um, just in your tenure, what is your experience? Um, you know, obviously being, you know, female and Asian and I just, I'm excited by the things again that you're bringing here and so excited to hear 
if you've experienced again that same I know we said the community is big and everybody you know it's, I just am fascinated by what other people experience coming into the industry and if you're finding acceptance if you're you know again I know we say there's a lot of community and you know there's not a lot of walls up and things like that but are you are you finding it easy to thrive are you coming up against any walls is there something that you wish you could change moving forward that you you know we can help maybe push the push the rock up the hill a little bit or yeah you know I I don't know that I've I've had a lot of barriers as far as feeling accepted um you know I'm, I'm very fortunate in that um, most of my life I don't know that I've come up against barriers um with being either female or Chinese American um maybe they're there and I'm just naive to it uh, but um I, you know coming into this industry I was told, you know, this is, uh, you know, an industry full of old white men. And um, I don't know that that's 100% true. I think there is a perception, like when you look out into the crowd at, at PPAI Expo in Vegas, um, sure, you know, you see a majority, um, but there is diversity throughout this industry. And, um, and I haven't felt that I've been rejected because of my appearance or anything like that. I think that's really what the question was trying to get to, maybe. Yeah. No, I guess more just from a, just in general perspective, I guess I have always had, again, I love different nationalities, different people, gender. I just love people. And I think that everybody, I have something to learn from everybody that I encounter. Like there are no strangers, just friends we haven't met yet. And I know that everybody has a story that brought them to where they are. And so that was kind of, you know, just different bias you mentioned that in even you know kind of coming into why diversity is so important because we all bring something different to the table and all of our experiences to this point have kind of shaped who we are and how we react or respond to certain situations and so I guess that was my my question more is just you know is there um, you know, any specific challenges that you think you face and it's I guess again encouraging to hear that our industry is one where you've been able to find you know, acceptance where you're able to, um, you know, not feel like you're not disempowered because you're female or anything like that. And um, I love the idea too, that we're uh, pointing out that the industry does get a lot of flack sometimes for seeming like it's a bunch of 40 year old white males. But when I look at um, maybe not all the executive roles and things like that, but I do see that, you know, obviously Kate um, is one of those people, Kate Plummer, who is out there kind of on the forefront. I'm seeing a lot more people doing podcasts and vlogs and, um, you know, being more prominent on social media. And so it is, I think, from a gender perspective, it's fun to see a lot more females kind of coming into the thing, into the into the playing field and kind of just taking the opportunities and not waiting for people to kind of give them a seat at the table, but making one. And so, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. It's just all things considered, have you noticed any, you know, I guess obstacles that have been put up, but it sounds like there's not. And I think maybe a lot of that's mindset. Maybe a lot of obstacles are perceived sometimes and not actually there. And so I think your attitude just speaks volumes about um, everything. And it's like, they might've been there, but we didn't even notice. We just kind of pressed forward. And, you know, it, uh, I think that's kind of, that's where I was going. There's going to be challenges with everything. I think, um, you know, up until this summer, even getting people to talk about diversity is a challenge and, and it's going to continue to be um, with um, parts of the industry and other parts are like calling me up and asking, Hey, what do I do? Help me. 
Um, and those conversations have been so invigorating. Um, it's, it's been really cool to, to be a part of those and, and to be challenged in those conversations as well. Um, you know, really gotten to know a handful of people through those types of conversations. So. That's so good to hear. So as far as, you know, kind of the future of the industry and what you see, not necessarily in your role specifically, but kind of, you know, for you, if you could, you know, kind of crystal ball into the future, you know, like a, you know, one, three years, obviously after COVID, <laughs> we're back into person meetings or whatever, but what is, what do you see as being like the biggest opportunities, um, I'm just going to say, let's go for females, for females um, in the upcoming years, kind of going into the next couple of, I don't know, <laughs> I don't want to say after COVID, that's like AC, <laughs> 2021 AC. Uh, uh, yeah, I think um, for women specifically, like I'd love to see more, you know, we're working for, toward that with um, anything that we do for professional development at PPAI is to have a lot more women speakers. I know that's one of your goals, um, Charity, yeah. is to speak at more events and, and have um, more diversity on that forefront. Um, because when you see people up on stage that, that look like you, that you can relate to, like you're a little bit more encouraged to go for that. And then same thing, you know, to your point, you mentioned a moment ago, of those executive levels. And it's not that we need to boot out anybody, um, right. just as, as the industry grows, as opportunities come about, how do we get more women, more people of color, more people with disabilities at the table, um, you know, any, any number of, um, of, of diverse people, how do we get those um, candidates to come to the, the table? <clears throat> to raise their hand and say they're interested and um, and really just the increased representation across the industry. I would love to see that. And, um, you know, I think there are conversations happening, but, uh, and, and change takes time for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. But would definitely love to see that. All right. So basically what you're saying is <laughs> moving forward in the next couple of months and years, you just want to make more friends with people so you can tell your story to more people. <laughs> so <laughs> we can all help you kind of move your goal forward. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think it's, um, you know, just big picture. I know I keep coming back to the job and, and all of that, but it's, um, you know, there are people out there that are, uh, there's diversity in our industry. So how do we get how do we get different groups engaged a little bit more and, and really step into those volunteer roles, which then evolves into leadership roles, which then, you know, like it, there's just a progression that you can start to see. Um, and so having conversations really um, helping make connections. I think that's one of the things that I would love to see is just me um, developing more connections through the industry. And that usually just comes with time and being present yeah. people and, and getting to know people and being connected with people. So, um, so that is, is going to be a huge thing for me to just really start to move the needle um, on any of the work I'm doing. Um, Cause I own, I own our certification program. I own women's leadership conference, North American <laughs> leadership conference and diversity. So you are crushing it. All right. Well, so along those same lines, um, speaking of getting to know people and people that you know so far and, uh, expanding your network, but talking about your network at the same time, the question that stumps everybody is if you could nominate one person as a badass woman of promo, who would you nominate and why? And I can't have two. You can have as many as you want. There's no rules in this okay. podcast, girl. Come on. <laughs> this is Charity Gibson we're talking about. <laughs> 
Okay. So I, I will bring up these two ladies because I've been having great conversations with them. So Renee Holmes from Brand Fuel and Cindy Suji from Image Source. Um, they have actually, um, they've, I've had individual conversations with them about diversity and inclusion and they're super passionate about it and they want to, they want to make change happen. And, um, you know, they're not necessarily company leaders, but they're great examples of people that just want to make a difference and are, are working toward it. And, and I love that. And they want to make a difference for the promo industry. They love promo and um, they, they're totally in and, and they've actually um, uh, started partnering and, and they're holding each other accountable to actually make change. And, and um, so I'm planning uh, another diversity, equity, and inclusion forum in October, and they will be sharing their story on that, um, on that forum. So uh, those two ladies are the people I would nominate. Super cool. I actually, so obviously um, I know the company names very, very well, but those two women in particular, I've never had a conversation with. So I will be sure to reach out to and connect with them and let them know. Obviously when this goes live, we can tag them, but that is super cool um, that we're kind of expanding the network and getting just more people interested in this. And um, I, I love the idea that we're raising new leaders too. We're finding them and empowering them and kind of bringing them to the forefront a little bit as well. So good for you um, for making those connections and thank you so much for sharing those with us. Um, before we go, any last thoughts? I know I wanted to mention that if you're not already following the PPAI Women's Leadership conference on social media. Uh, Julie has been doing a great job posting different quotes and inspiring comments and getting uh, just uh, engagement going back and forth and starting some good conversation with uh, not only women in the industry, there's some men jumping in as well. So just a lot of thought provoking content. So follow PPAI Women's Leadership Conference on Facebook. And then on Instagram, the handle is PPAI underscore WLC and uh, follow along. The cool thing about that is um, when we do get back to in-person events, those two pages are where you're going to start seeing some of the conference dates for WLC for next year. Hopefully we are at the point where we can get back in person for that. So you can come and hopefully we can shake hands and we can hug and we can talk and share a drink. Um, but yeah, follow those two accounts for sure. And any last thoughts, Julia, just, you know, thank you for being here and, yeah, thank you, Charity. Um, I, I am looking forward to the next WLC and, um, you know, hope for it to be in person. And, and um, in the meantime, you know, get engaged. We're, we're trying to do some quarterly webinars, just different touch points for the community for both WLC and for diversity and inclusion. And so, um, you know, if you're interested in speaking, speak up, find your voice and use it. I think that's, um, that's an encouragement I want to put out there for everybody is just to find your voice and, and use it. That's something I'm learning and, and I hope that for everybody else. Awesome, totally, totally agree. I think the world needs more of us to raise our hands and our stories are definitely important to tell, even if we don't think they are, there's somebody listening. So thank you for bringing up that great point. And thank you again for being here. I wanna also thank everybody listening um, I, we appreciate you guys paying attention to the Badass Women of Promo podcast and for nominating all of these wonderful women as Badass Women of Promo. If you have somebody you'd like to nominate, go ahead and visit badasswomenofpromo.com and just click on the nominate tab 
or if you have something that you want to share with us as far as a cool quote or a thought on how to be a badass, you can submit that along with your headshot on the website as well. Otherwise, thank you again for being here. Thank you to our amazing sponsors, All Made, Common Skew, and Coaster Stone Custom. If you guys have any questions about either cool uh, software for your business, recycled plastic bottle t-shirts, or great messaging that lasts a lifetime, those three are great companies to check out. So thank you again, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Hey guys, it's Charity, and I am actually back with Julie Kwan for a postscript version of the Badass Women from a podcast. So Julie, thanks again for being on so very soon. So funny. So I just want to give you guys a little bit of background. So funny. So after, I think that some of the best conversations that we actually have on this are the candid things that happen before we press record and after we stop recording. And um, during the podcast, there was a point where I was asking Julie about a question or asking Julie a question about how she or if she was facing any challenges um, just in her role being female and then being Asian. And I like I didn't even have that script written out in advance and so I found myself tripping up and so afterwards we were talking about that whole sentence and the concept and what I was trying to say versus what came out and Julie let's talk a little bit more about this because I love what you said and just the I'm I'm like what was I supposed to say and I love that we can ask these questions and I loved your answer so how should I as a person talking to you know someone who is a different nationality or a different gender or a different whatever how do I approach the situation if I'm not sure should I be scared to ask or talk to me about this because this was I love that we had this conversation afterwards yeah you know my hope is that most people are open to those conversations um as a Chinese American like I have gotten the question my entire life like where are you from? Well, I'm from Houston. And that's typically <laughs> not the question that people are really trying to ask. And, and so, you know, what's your nationality? You know, what's your, what's your ethnicity? Um, you know, that's okay to ask because you want to be able to learn about me and that's an essential part of who I am. And so I think, you know, when I find myself in these conversations with people who are calling me up, just trying to figure out what do I do about this whole diversity, um, inclusion, social justice conversation and and how do I take action? You know, I find myself um, at some point sensing that they're hesitating to really say the words like black, or white or um, <clears throat> whatever we may be talking about. And, and so when I sense that, I kind of just give the people permission to just say it. Like, this is a safe space. Anytime you're having a conversation with me, I can't speak for everybody, but, right. um, but this is a safe place to have conversation. There's no judgment. The nature of my role is to talk about these things. And if we can't say the words, we're not gonna have progress. And so it's so important for us to be able to lean into those conversations. And if you don't know, don't be afraid to ask. You know, there are ways to ask. And, and, um, and my hope is that most people are open to those conversations. Um, you know, I think where fear comes in is that people, there are people who do get offended um, when maybe the wrong word is said. But if you're asking with an intention of, um, this is one of my magic phrases, help me understand. Or, oh, yeah. um, you know, can, 
can you help me understand that that just changes the tone of a conversation and and i think when people are when i'm talking about um race relations or social justice with my friends or even colleagues or peers in the industry um that is always the position that i am going to assume that you're in of help me understand and so it's just so important for us to be able to have those conversations and to ask and um if you're a person of color or whatever the topic is like you know we're probably used to it like i'm used to it um and and it's okay because people some people just don't you know, don't know how to approach it so just to have that posture of let's have a, a mutual productive conversation as opposed to allow it to offend or inflame a conversation. Yeah, I completely, so I love that you say, allow it to inflame, is that what you just said? <laughs> allow it to inflame, it. and that's, I mean, I totally say this all the time, that being offended is a choice. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to be offended about something we've chosen to take offense, and usually that stems out of fear feeling um, ignorance or a fear of looking stupid. So ego kind of gets in the way a little bit. And so we find ourselves being abrasive uh, a lot of times or just very, con uh, not confrontational, very defensive because we don't want to look, you know, like we don't know something or we don't have an answer. We always want to know everything. And I think that is a massive piece of wisdom that you kind of just gave there is just don't go in feeling like you have to know everything, go into the situation, approach it with humility and admit that you don't know what you don't know, but that you're willing to learn. And I love that you said, help me understand. Of course, I know whatever religion you are, um, obviously, if you're listening to this, I'm not meaning this as offense, but in the Bible, in Proverbs, I love that it says a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And that's basic psychology. So take religion out of it. If you're not Christian, that's okay. But take that as a psychological component there. If somebody is, says something to you and you fight back, the immediate um, uh, response is usually defense. But if you say something in a kind manner with the intent of understanding or help me understand that sentence, I'm going to write that down and I'm going to put that in everything instead of like per my last name be like help me understand <laughs> it's going to diffuse a lot of situations before they even start and especially where it comes to you know, race relations sometimes it is a touchy subject and um you know a lot of times we don't have the right words and you know people i know sometimes i don't realize that people aren't saying what they mean they're trying to mean what they say wait or backwards either way um, but thank you for being open for that and just for um, being willing to to have those conversations and for you know dealing with even my ignorance I'm like what do I say to this I'm like I ah, Chinese Asian I don't know what to do and so this conversation afterwards I just love it because there's a lot of just transparency and authenticity and it's me just coming as I am asking you as you are so that we can get these things out in the open and um, that's the only way we're going to learn about each other. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that proverb. Um, you know, I, I am a Christian myself. And, and so like, that is something that I do try to practice and no judgment. Like I, you know, if you don't believe the same thing I believe, then that's okay. Like there's no judgment here. Let's still have a great conversation because at the end of the day, we're all human 
and we all were built for a relationship. And so conversation is the only way to build a relationship. So if you're using conversation in a productive way to build a relationship, then that's gonna make the most progress as opposed to using a conversation to tear somebody else down. Um, you know, and, and so we don't make progress that way. And, and I see a lot of that happening today of this, these kind of conversations that are just tearing people down and, and that's, not what we should be practicing and so i want to encourage everybody just ask the questions help me understand um i'm still learning myself i i will admit like i had a hard time saying a lot of these words before this summer and i've just really learned to lean in ask the questions and you know say when i don't know and that's okay it's okay if you don't know go learn go do the research ask the questions and together we can um, just help each other grow Absolutely. I, I love the idea that it doesn't make us look dumb if we don't know the answers. It makes us look dumb if we don't care to ask if we're too, not dumb. I don't want to say that. It, it, I feel like we're better for it when we seek wisdom. And I love the idea of conversation over confrontation. So if we get anything from this postscript, I think there are a lot of nuggets of wisdom here. Um, but just be willing to to ask, to talk, to you know, speak kindly to one another for the intent of understanding one another. And so, cool. Well, thank you so much. I think this is, um, I'm glad we came back on. I know we weren't going to do it because we're like, this is so unconventional. We can't have a mini podcast after a podcast, but again, there's no rules. We can just do whatever the heck we want. Yeah, so. totally. So we did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. Um, and thanks for listening. If anybody has any questions, reach out. Obviously, we have found that uh, in practice, uh, Julie walks the walk and talks the talk. So she's here definitely to, to help us understand and to learn along with us. So thank you so much for your heart and for being here and for sharing and for all that you do. And we will talk to you again next time. Thank you. Thank you.